to the Cash-Based Practice Owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways, but all outside of being in network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganbeast.com. I would love to speak with you. So please join me as I interview our guest today. Today's guest is Alan S. Marley. Alan is a graduate of SUNY Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, and he holds a master's degree in physiotherapy. His expertise is in musculoskeletal and sports injuries with a special focus on back pain, sciatica, and neck pain. Alan opened Premier Spine and Sport Rehabilitation and Wellness with the vision of providing residents of Thornhill, Maple, and Richmond Hill, Ontario physiotherapy solutions that provide long-term relief alongside the knowledge, tools, and education to regain their confidence to return to the activities they love without having to worry about their pain coming back. All right, so we will go ahead and get started. We're live in the Facebook group. Um, Thank you guys so much for being here. And thank you, Alan, for being here. I'm really excited to talk to you about your business and all the things that are involved with that. Um, This is our cash-based practice owners interview series where over the past couple of months, I've been interviewing owners from all over the place (laughs) um, who are doing a lot of really cool um, and amazing things. And we're getting an inside look into like their entrepreneurship journey, um, what their business is right now, and if they have any advice uh, for newbies. So thanks for being here, Alan. Thank you very much, Morgan, for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, awesome. So cool. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, I know you and I have talked a little bit before about where you're at, but for people who don't know you, if you don't mind, like kind of explaining a little bit about your background and your journey to where you are now. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I've all throughout my career, I've always knew, known that I wanted to eventually get into business for myself. I, I was never the best employee for, for anyone. <laughs> I've, I've always had ideas that were kind of bigger and um, and always trying to come up with newer ways and better ways to do things that, um, you know, I, you, people who are entrepreneurs and have their own business, they they know what I'm, what I'm saying, right? They, they <laughs> some better way to do something yeah <laughs> so um you know i always had a passion of 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 that um even through school um i was working as a as an aide as a tech so i was always collecting um articles i was always collecting you know marketing pieces and ideas i have uh, you know filing cabinets full of things you know back you know in the ancient days we used to file things print things and file them, right? <laughs> so um you know i at one point I became the vice president of operations of a rather large practice in New York, where that kind of gave me a leg up more from a clinician to a uh, managerial standpoint to see the other side of the business, um, which gave me, uh, again, more passion and, and fuel to, to, to go on to this entrepreneurial journey on my own. Um, the, the owner and I eventually didn't see really eye to eye uh, at some point, and uh, I left and ended up doing um, home care. So that was the first uh, time I was kind of out on my own, making my own schedule, um, getting my own clients, uh, which was fun. I did that for about five years uh, in New York, and that was the first time I had this um, taste of time freedom, right? 
Mm. Not so much financial freedom yet, but time freedom, right? And um, four years ago, we moved to Ontario. I'm in Toronto now. And uh, I had an opportunity to run a clinic, a hospital-based clinic for uh, about a year or a year and a half, uh, where I was doing basically everything A to Z. Um, there was no um, admin. There was no one at the front. It was just me doing every single job there. And at some point, I figured, <laughs> you know, I took them from from zero to you know 160 patients, um, you know, uh, a month, and we were doing really well. I figured, like, if I could do it for them, I could probably do this for myself. So yeah. <laughs> that's. That's when I moved out on my own um, in January of 2019, and that's that's where I am now. Awesome. Here's fun and sport. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your practice that you run right now. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a private um, cash pay practice. You know, in Ontario, um, healthcare is free in Canada. Healthcare is free, but um, physio is is not. Most people have um, extended health benefits, which is um, insurance, basically, um, that's usually uh, provided by employers. But um, the mindset here, for, for the most part, is people expect to um, either use their benefits or pay cash and be reimbursed by their benefits. So they're already in this um, cash-based mindset. And I never, especially on my starting off on my own, I didn't want to be tied up with um, chasing payments and going after insurance companies and getting paid less than than I wanted. So um, from the outset, I was cash-based, um, which you, know, you quickly have to learn how to sell your services and market your services a bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the one thing that I that I really um, loved about this journey was that I'm crafting it the way the way um, the way I'd like to see healthcare being being run. One of my driving mottos um, internally, at least, is just um, doing the opposite of what everyone else in healthcare is doing, <laughs> <laughs> which seems to be working really well. You know, you listen to your patients, you listen to their frustrations, and they say they get minimal time with their cl- with their doctors or their physios. So everything we do here is one on one. Um, they in the past their treatments are mostly modality based. We're hands-on based. Um, they're seeing multiple patients uh, an hour. Their their clinician and they're getting minimal time. So we we're doing everything that we can um, to just change that experience for them. And and um, uh, the feedback's been overwhelmingly positive from the community. That's awesome. I think yeah. that's really important. I think that's a big reason why like a lot of people get into like cash based or like out of network services is because like you really can create the environment that you want to work in and also the environment that you want to treat patients and you know, like it'll be not only could it be like more effective clinically, but also just like emotionally for the patient, you know, they're going to have a much better experience. Yeah, I, I mean, one of our core values um, is people first, patient second. So when when people come in and we ask them, you know, how are you doing? And they first start talking about their back pain. I stop them and say, no, no, no. How are you doing? How was your day? <laughs> how was your weekend? How are the kids? You know, and we really get on that personal level, and which is very different from the experiences they're typically used to in a in a physician's office, which is much more transactional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that. That's like, it's a like kind of a big deal. I feel like, you know, where I live, um, you know, I've gone to doctor appointment after doctor appointment after doctor appointment this year, and I have been less and less impressed every time I go um, because, you know, like nobody really creates that experience of being able to like, just like share how you are as a person, you know, and dive into like how you're actually feeling, you know, being there even, being at the doctor's office. And so I think that's awesome. 
That's a yeah. big draw for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. So tell us a little bit more too about like the services that you offer and kind of like, like your pricing structure, if you don't mind, but like, how is everything set up for your patients? So, um, as far as the services, it's right now just physio. It's, mm -hmm. it's um, Premier Spine Sport Rehab and Wellness. So eventually we'd like to bring in wellness component. Right now I have partners in the community, whether they're um, uh, sports nutritionists that work with um, Team Canada Olympics or um, dietitians or holistic nutritionists, uh, personal trainers, um, uh, different types of services in the community, uh, massage therapists that I would um, refer to. But eventually I'd like to bring all that in-house and have uh, kind of a, uh, a wellness clinic. Uh, but mm -hmm. right now it's just physio that we offer. Mm -hmm. And um, our pricing structure, we've recently changed. We started off, uh, you know, I don't know how, I, I'm thinking it's very common how people figure out what their pricing structure is. They look at everyone in the community and they either try to go um, bottom and, and try to undercut everyone, or they just try to match the top price or just average out, um, and which is how I did it. Um, mm -hmm. And I realized that I was really um, not making a profit um i was really not because a lot of the clinics around me again are volume based so they can afford to um, charge less because they're seeing multiple patients an hour where our model is very different so we went from 80 dollars for a half hour session to 95 and there's a um, if people don't know there are qu pricing quadrants right so every 50 dollars is kind of a mental kind of quadrant so going from um, 95 or 99 to 100 that 100 to 149 is another mental quadrant. Um, so I raised it from 80 to 95. Um, and then from there, we went up to 125. And now we're at 145 for a half an hour session. And mm -hmm. our evals went from, uh, I think we started at 110. And we're at 195 now. For, for oh. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What do you mean by the um, quadrants? Tell us more about that. So. Um, you know, anything below $100 for most people, it's, it's, um, it, if you don't get a great experience, or if you don't get what you're looking for, it, it's almost like, whatever, it's just a, under 100, but it was 99 bucks, it was 95, it was 97, it was 47, right? It's kind of a, but once you go past that, um, the next pricing quadrant is, you know, 100 to 149. And it's another um, kind of uh, psychological barrier, psychological place where people um, play, uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm really explaining it right, but it, it's another mental um, kind of um, barrier as far as pricing. And then once you go from, once you hit that 150 to 195, so in other words, somebody may spend 195 on your services, but when they hear 205, they're like, hmm, they'll take a pause, right? Even though it's just yeah. $10, right? So mm -hmm. they, they may spend 145, but if you say 165, it's like, hmm, right? Even though mm -hmm. really you're talking about twenty dollars there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like psychology is really interesting. You know, like how like even like if you price like products at like forty nine dollars, then it's like, yeah. oh well, it's less than fifteen dollars. I, I feel like I've become more of a psychologist over the past two years than than a physical therapist with all the uh, marketing psychology, sales psychology, pricing yeah. psychology, all the way to communication, all these things that you have to learn and, and develop in the way you speak to people and the way you pick up on um, body language and things like that. It's um, yeah, you, there, there's a lot there's a lot of interesting things there that that help you get a you know go a long way. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, I feel like, you know, when you're first starting out in, in business and everything, it's like, okay, like I'll just, you know, set up my business entity. I'll just charge people for my services, but there's really like a ton that goes into it, you know, like mental aspects of things, the psychology, you know, creating really good messaging, really good offers and all of that. Um, I can but, say that the, the, the psychology of the owner itself is, is also very um, important because that, that barrier for me for going from 95 to 125, 115, 125, I mean, for mm -hmm. me, that was very, very difficult. I knew I was um, um, charging more than, than anyone else in the, in the community, especially now, mm -hmm. probably, uh, I think somebody said I'm um, one of the higher, highest price <laughs> physios in, in Ontario, but it's um, just having that confidence. And then when you say that number out loud, your new rate, right? And having that conviction and that price uh, that, 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 that you're worth it because they pick up on it, right? Clients pick mm -hmm. up on it. So if you say, how much is a session? It's like, it's, it's 195 versus it's, um, it's, it's 195 a session. <laughs> you know, it's like very, very different. But, you know? <laughs> it is it's huge and like i've even done you know like when i was first getting started i like kind of experimented like a little bit between like the evaluations where i pitched like oh it's like 150 dollars a session to like here's the deal i'm gonna fix your shoulder in eight weeks and it's gonna be you know whatever 175 a session like are yeah. are you ready to get started you know like people respond a lot more to that People don't hear what you say, they hear how you say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Awesome. So it sounds like things are going super well for you, which is amazing. Um, it's really cool. But if you can kind of rewind to when you first really started, uh, you know, into your own business, whether it's like starting this business or kind of just getting into marketing for the other company as well, like what were some of like the biggest challenges you went through and how did you get past them? I think the biggest challenge, especially when you're first starting off is you're just not sure where to start. There's so much yeah. <laughs> um, coming at you. I mean, you, you've got to set up your business. You've got the legal aspect. You got the financial tax. You got you got all that structure, the skeleton. And then, how do I get people in? So at first, you know, it's very common for um, for businesses, small businesses, to just rely on word of mouth, which is great. I think word of mouth is is a is a great way to start, um, but it only take you so far. That'll dry up within a year or two. So you need to have strategies of how to get people in how to keep them in and how to re-engage them once you're done. So I think, um, you know, the, the, the struggles of, of knowing, um, I, I think the biggest struggle for me was figuring out what, who my ideal client was and what is their journey like. So at this point I have, I know exactly who my ideal client is. Uh, I know where to find them and I know what their, what their journey and my practice is and afterwards what their journey is. I have it all mapped out, uh, but just, the time spent figuring all that out and playing with it and changing your marketing message and changing whatever it is to see what's attracting those people. I think that that um, that is tough. And then um, the, the other tough thing is, um, you know, the, the, the shiny object syndrome, because yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just so much coming at you at this point. Like, do, do, do I want to write a book? Do I want to do a podcast? Do I want to, you know, do webinars? Do I want to write and, and knowing where to focus your energy? And I think, again, it really comes back to having an overall strategy and then having that strategy mapped out 
so that you are on track, right? So you have an annual plan, a quarterly plan, and if something comes at you that doesn't fit within that plan, you shelf it to next quarter, see if it fits mm-hmm. in, or down the line or whatever, and just focus on what what the next natural step for, or progression of growth for your clinic is. Yeah, absolutely. So like always kind of evaluating before, you know, you put a ton of effort into something like, is this actually like in alignment with my company values and what the plan is, you know, for this quarter of this year? Um, And is it going to move my business like forward in the direction that I want to? Or is it just like this extra thing (laughs) that I think I could Uh, do? I'll give you you a great example. Somebody reached out to me a couple weeks ago. There's a new local, hyper local um, magazine launching in my community. Um, and they um, asked me to be uh, a featured expert, write week- monthly articles and um, you know, have my ads in there every month. And it's a 36 month commitment. And the price really wasn't so bad. But at this point, it didn't make sense for, for me to do it because yeah. it, it would just be like a, uh, just a one-off marketing thing as, as opposed to being part of an overall strategy. So mm-hmm. um, I know I'd get a bigger bang for my buck for that same exact 400 a month or whatever it was, putting that money into Google ads mm-hmm. or Google ads and targeting some some um, webinars, you know, Facebook ads to target for a webinar. I'd get a lot more bang for my buck. And then that would be part of an overall strategy of more omnipresence. So people start seeing me everywhere, right? But at this point, because I'm not everywhere, it wouldn't make sense for me to just end up in their doorstep and then them not having any other connection to me, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great example. Um, And the other thing that you mentioned, you know, is finding like your ideal client. I think that that's something that I hear a lot from people inside this group is like niching down. So um, if you could kind of speak to that and how, you know, you got yourself to an ideal client and narrowed down, that'd be really helpful. Yeah, I, um, so by way of training, I'm 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 a OCS and and McKenzie um, certified, right? So I love orthopedics and I love treating people with back pain, neck pain, spine pain, things like that, right? So I knew that was my ideal client. Um, most of my clients, um, I would say over 80% of my clients that I've had in the past three years have had um, some sort of spine pain, and I have really good results with them. So I actually. Um, not only niche down to, I, I really went hyper niche treating, you know, my, my messaging on my website until recently was, you know, back pain and sciatica, back pain and sciatica, not even neck pain or, or anything else. Right. And um, that really attracted the type of people that I wanted that would, um, that would pay, stay and, um, uh, and refer other people. Right. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it's the type of population that, um, they usually do have their problem for a period, a long period of time. They've seen other providers. They haven't had great results, underwhelming results, or have been let down. They're a bit more skeptical. So by the time um, they get to me and they, we build rapport and we build trust before they even come in for an assessment, um, they know that I'm the person that can help them. And they end up spending a lot more time and money with me uh, because of that, that relationship that we built before. So um once uh, i think only in the past six months i brought in the marketing message so now it's we treat people um with um, long-standing aches and pains um who want to get back to an active lifestyle right so it's a bit more broader um but people still know me as you know the guy who treats back pain and sciatica because of the year and a half that i really marketed that yeah 
Awesome. Cool. You know, and I, I think, you know, like what you said, you know, it's something that you really like and you're also really good at. And then, you know, all the people in, in your community and your audience are like wanting that service um, from you. They want a solution to that problem. So I think if you're able to find like a niche that you like, that you're good at, and your audience also needs help with, you know, that's really, really key. Instead of trying to say, you know, well, I like orthopedics, so I'm going to treat neck, shoulder, back, knee, hip, foot, and like kids, adults, older adults, and everybody in between. Because um, that's, that's kind of hard to market, right? I, I think um, if you really want to get um, data-driven or you know specific about it, you can always go back into your CRM and your EMR over the past year and pull up who spent the most money with you and what yeah. kind of co common problems they had. And it may be totally different than what you thought was your private, uh, you know, um, perfect client, but you'll clearly see, um, you know, the age ranges and the, the um, conditions and, you know, how much they spent with you and how much time they spent with you and how many repeat customers they've had and how many referrals they, they, they brought in. And that's another way to figure out who your target audience is. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That's a really good tip. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and we've kind of touched on this as well as far as like finding clients, but that's another huge struggle for people that I've been talking to, especially in this group. You know, like we might have already gotten our business entity set up and like maybe we have like one friend who started seeing us. But for somebody who's just getting started and, you know, say they do know who their ideal client is, what advice do you have to find like your first five to 10 clients? I, I think again, in the beginning, you're, you're gonna rely a, a bit more on word of mouth. Um, I did a workshop right off the bat. So within the first month of opening, I think within the second week or third week, I did a workshop. Um, it was a joint venture with the community center across the street. They have a uh, massive gym. They have a list of 6,000 people. Um, so I, filled it up, I think 50 or 60 people. It was a back pain and sciatica workshop. I think I've got 35 new patients off of that. And cool. that filled my schedule and that kind of launched me, you know, over, over the next couple of months um, as far as um, bringing in referrals and things like that. So I, in the beginning, you have a lot more time to develop mm -hmm. relationships, develop joint ventures, once you know who your perfect client is, figure out where else are they spending money? Are they seeing the massage therapist? Are they going to a chiropractor? Are they going to and start developing relationships with those people in the community as well? Pilates, yoga instructors and um, and, and come up with joint ventures with them. I think um, in person, face to face, when in the beginning, again, you have a lot more time. Face to face is the best way to develop that, that rapport. So community events, if you have any community events going on around, probably not right now so much. Um, <laughs> workshops um, or and, and now it's more webinars but um, again you have a lot more time in the beginning the face-to-face -face stuff will, will go a lot further um, whereas later you're you're busier your schedule is fuller and you can't actually get out as much yeah, yeah. awesome yeah so <laughs> reaching out to your community, whether it's online or in person, you know, in person will probably happen a little bit quicker than say like virtual community stuff, but like talking Absolutely. to as many people as you possibly can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Letting as many people. And, and again, it's, um, I stopped saying when people say, you know, what do you do? And I say, I'm a, I'm a physio. And now I just give them my, my um, UVP and, you know, oh, I help people with longstanding aches and pains get back to an active lifestyle. And that's yeah. like the conversation, right? Whereas I'm a physio. Oh, so you do massage? Yeah. Or you do manipulation? <laughs> or like, it's very confusing, right? That's a very clear way to, to also communicate with people what you do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think like, that's also, it's kind of like, um, like a mini marketing opportunity as well, um, to be able to pitch that message. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so kind of coming down to our last couple of questions here. Um, if somebody was just getting started and they were feeling like really like frustrated and kind of um, like down on themselves and not really super confident as to whether they could do this or not. So they're kind of like on the fence. What advice would you have for that therapist? So again, you've got to, you've got to look at it. Um, is it a confidence thing in themselves? Like I, I've, I've been doing this for, for 15 years. Um, so I felt pretty confident in the skills. I wasn't so mm -hmm. confident in the business, but what do you need to know to start the business? Right? So for me, you know, when I started the home care thing, I just needed to, you know, get in touch with a couple of people who wanted me to come in their home and treat them. I already knew how to do the treatment part. I just needed mm -hmm. to figure out how to get into their homes or how to get them to come to my office now. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just break it down into little micro steps of, um, you know, if it's if you're frustrated because your marketing message isn't working, who are you marketing to? If it's a lot of you know broad message, then you've got to again niche it down and, and figure out who that perfect client is. Work on that marketing message and then deliver that message to where your client is most likely to be found. Right. So um, I, I think if you're if you're down on yourself and you're you're not sure if you can make this work. I don't think you're alone. I think most business owners in the beginning are like that. Uh, I I went through you know my entire um, you know high school college proudly saying I, I made it through without a single business class. Literally, I never had a single business class, um, and I'm running a business. So it's um, you, you can make it work. You just have to surround yourself with the right people, right? So if you're uh, again, if it's if you're not sure where to go, then you've got to look at um, people who've been there and and get in touch with people who are doing the things or, or are where you want to be, and just pick their brain. How'd you get there? What'd you do? What what do I need to do? And that's where you know I think coaching for me was a was a huge huge thing. I wouldn't yeah. be here if I if it wasn't for the coaches that I had. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's something and like maybe you can speak to this as well. But, you know, it can be kind of scary when you're first getting started to invest in the help of somebody else. Um, but, you know, you get there so much like faster and more streamlined and like you have a place to tell somebody like, I'm really worried about this stuff. Like, tell me yeah. that it'll be OK. Um, you know, so like how did you kind of like get through that like mindset thing, um, you know, so, investing in something. So for me, it was, uh, I couldn't afford a mistake. Um, I, I know mistakes can, can be very costly in business. Hiring mistakes can be very costly. Marketing mistakes can be very costly. Um, focusing your time and energy on the wrong thing could be very costly. I started this business with, I, I think maybe less than $2,000 and we were living paycheck to paycheck at home. Um, so we couldn't afford to, to kind of, mess up so i knew that taking that money and investing in a coach to just just tell me what to do and i'll do it um i, I think that was the best investment i ever made because i don't I, I didn't have to think about what the next steps were they just saw where i was and told me what what i needed to work on um and mm -hmm. i had that that sounding board um to get feedback and am i heading in the right direction what do i focus on next? these are new bit problems i have in the business now how do we tackle those and and just you know uh, i've been fortunate enough not to um have um major any major cost and mistakes in the two years that i've been running so 
Yay. <laughs> That's yeah. always good. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff, Alan. I know it'll be really helpful um, for a lot of the people here in the group. Um, and kind of like our last piece here is more like self-promo stuff. So um, where can people find you and how can we best support you? <laughs> um, well, uh, you can find me. Probably the best way to reach me would be through through Messenger um, uh, or Facebook, Instagram, at Premier Spine and Sport. Um, and you can email me, Alan, at Premier Spine and Sport.ca. And, um, you know, I think um, I, I know as starting a, a business can be daunting and there's a lot of expenses to look at. There's um, cost of space, cost of equipment, cost of um personnel there's a lot and then when you look at the marketing side for me it was okay somebody said i needed a website so i built a website that's a monthly cost right there and then <laughs> they said i needed um to develop marketing assets like freebies and ebooks and invest in a landing page software and then email marketing to be able to nurture and all this and, and the cost for that um just just climbs right on a monthly or, or annual basis um so i've been working on uh i, I found a platform um, that basically replaces almost every marketing thing that you need um, <laughs> it's, it's replacing my my um, active campaign it's replacing um video storage software like like vimeo it's replacing um my website it's replacing my lead pages um and and it's been it's been it's been a really, really cool um, platform that I found. Um, so if anybody, uh, any, anyone in the group is interested, just reach out to me or you can put me in the comments and yeah. I'll reach out to you uh, and, and, and share, definitely share um, the info with you guys. Be more than happy to help out anyone who's uh, interested. Cool. Yeah. And like, that's something like Alan and I were talking about that a little bit yesterday and like, you know, you, it, the cost can really add up, you know, when you're purchasing like a bunch of different like software, especially because I feel like it's kind of invisible, you know, like you like might see like your clinic and like all the equipment, but sometimes the software cost can really add up. And, you know, there are a lot of different like lead page softwares out there, but this one that uh, Alan's talking about, you know, I've looked at too, and it definitely looks like a really good option, especially for beginners um, because it does a lot of stuff and it's a lot more affordable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, even runs webinars and, you know, it's really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So you guys drop drop on me in the comments if you want Alan to reach out to you about the fancy, amazing software. Um, that looks really cool. Um, and thank you so much, Alan, for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yay, absolutely. Um, so if you guys are ready to start your practice or you are struggling hard <laughs> with finding patients, um, you know, reach out to me, reach out to Alan, um, ask us your questions. Um, you know, either of us are more than happy to point you in the right direction because this is the best, <laughs> you know, this is a really cool like career path for you, you know, and creating an opportunity to practice in a way that feels really good and also makes your patients really happy and feel good. And they get a lot more out of it than, you know, a lot of traditional healthcare <laughs> options. Um, so yeah, if you guys need any help with anything, please reach out, let us know. Um, but otherwise we hope you have a good day and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Bye. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community and it is my hope that by spreading the stories of clinicians just like you who wanted something more and went after it, 
It will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of and that you work so hard for. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. And you can also find me on Instagram at drmorganmeese. So who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Please email me at morgan at I'll talk to you guys soon.